Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Pac-Man to my Ms. Pac-Man, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's my, 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 my. That's the best I can do with the, the digital <laughs> munching sound. Uh, and let's say that that makes uh, Mr. Nate Lauks uh, uh, the Galaga to my Ms. Pac-Man. I don't know what Galaga says. <laughs> I, it's not. This is not. That was really good. Do you practice this? They, they, I love Galaga, to be honest. It's not a request <laughs> to do the voices like as the game. They're not what? called voices. They're called sounds. Whatever. Oh, my Jesus. God. Save me from my life. <laughs> Time Crisis 4. Charlie Young. I'm going to divert to Brad for time crisis noises. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> Reload. <laughs> Step on the pedal to hide. Uh, I'm opening an arcade, and that, that's why it's on my brain right now to talk about that stuff. Arcade games are fun. They are fun. We're opening uh, you know, I love pre- them. pretty soon. So uh, if you're anywhere near LaPorte, Indiana, you know, come on through. Yeah, like, you know, if you're being punished. <laughs> <laughs> Come on by and play at Ben's Arcade. Full well, tilt. Well, wait a minute. You Go tilt yourself. Punished by coming to the arcade. No, no, teleport. Okay, that's fair. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be Could Chesterton. Be Could be Chesterton. <laughs> uh, we said we weren't going to do this. Okay, <laughs> a little inside baseball there. Anyway, Charlie, thanks for being here as the guest, thanks buddy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a pleasure to have you on, on the, finally, on the new format. On the new yeah. format. The new format. A in long, the podcasting room. A long-time friend of the pod. Yeah, and I think it got dropped in the episode a couple the times first, last week. The, third, the first third co-host, I may say. Well, that, well we, we don't go that far. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Charlie did host a couple of shows. He's yeah. He's when, uh, when we've done special OG episodes. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. He was like a guest host because I'm was. horrible at games, so I'd rather write them and let them battle it out. Oh, no, it was like when Joan Rivers and, plus some, for, and sometimes I, we had a moderator I, for like know, big arguments. I'm awful at games. So this is really good podcasting. Having two separate conversations. I was trying to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> It's working out really well. Brad! <laughs> is that the sponsor? No, that was Pac-Man. Waka, 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 waka. Hey, yeah, that's there you there go. It is. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a ghost. Okay. You, I'm a ghost. That's not how that no? works. No. <laughs> oh. Why is, is your ghost from South Florida? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Is that how people from South Florida sound? Yeah, it's, I feel like that's like a retirement community ghost. Oh, I was actually doing uh, Jack Black's voice from Saving Silverman when he's like, what, what do you think a, a mime sounds like when he's having sex? Probably like, I'm a mime, I'm a mime. And his, Steve Zahn's like, no, you know, mimes don't talk. He's like, they do when they're off duty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, did you bring a sponsor? You know, I did. Uh, and, you know, how much do you guys like like peaches? <laughs> I like gummy peaches. I'm not talking about butts either. I'm talking about like a genuine peach. Like the ones you have to drive to the country for. Right. Like ones that you could eat for hours? I could eat peach for hours. For hours. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Disgusting. You like peach gummies? We do. You might enjoy this. I, I would say I'm going to go on a limb and predict and say it's not going to be quite as good, but they're pretty delicious. You guys can go and grab. This is a new flavor of Twizzlers, peach Twizzlers. Ben, go ahead and uh, toss those out to our, our good buddies. Whatever. Hand them around. I don't I'll care. Just do what I do. <laughs> Just grab them out of the bag. So, uh, is Twizzlers made by the Twizzler company, or is it made by like? Mars? That's a good question. Actually, I I believe Twizzler is owned by a larger company, but I'm a, I'm gonna look up real quick and find out who that is. Oh, don't eat into the mic. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Yuck. Coming from the person that like drinks in yeah, the mic. But slurping is way better though. Is it? Not at all. Is it? <laughs> uh, so the Hershey Company owns Twizzler. That's pretty good. 
They're pretty good, huh? Yeah. I do. I will say, I think the smell of peach is stronger than the actual flavor, which yeah. I, is a kind of a constant thing with Twizzlers. Twizzlers always has a stronger scent than the actual flavor, but they're pretty good. Yeah, I like it, them. It 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 does. It tastes just like a regular Twizzler. Yeah, but there's yeah. a little but bit there's of a little, little bit of peach. You know what's better than peach uh, Twizzlers? Uh, peach rings. Just just buy peach rings. Well, I didn't buy this because I thought they would taste like peach rings. I bought it because it was a new flavor of Twizzlers, and I like Twizzlers from time to time. But it's basically like, what I'm saying to America is. If you want, instead of this product, buy peach rings because it's the better version. Sure. Sometimes, though, I'm not in the mood for the granular sugar that's outside of peach rings. What gives Rinse you the off. right? What gives you the right <laughs> to speak to America? Right. Uh, well, just, let me hold. On, let me let me go backwards a little bit and say, what what gives you the right to do anything? <laughs> Period. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Listen, I'm not in an argumentative mood today. I'm very <laughs> docile, very tired. I'm, so yeah, I'm, I'm spent. I'm just gonna let you know, you win, buddy. <laughs> now, <are you laughs> great, great insight. Uh, I'm gonna say Twizzlers if I have to, but I don't buy either one. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of licorice myself. Um, but I would probably say red vines. You never get it at the theater. Never. No, because I'm I only when I go to the theater, I only get popcorn. When's the last time you ate licorice? Before now. Um I couldn't tell you. My my, my father bought it in nineteen ninety seven when I was in the truck with him and was like, Do you want a Twizzler? I'm like, sure. Your father never bought you anything to <laughs> bring you joy. He, no, he bought it for you know, him. He, you know, he he enjoys Twizzlers. You know, I had uh, one of those what what is the is it like a Twizzler pull and peel? I so the pull and peels are the superior version I of, have one of, of any those, of any liquor. I had one of those this summer, if I remember Charlie? correctly. The pull and peel is the best, mm-hmm. but I prefer red vines over normal Twizzlers. Red vines is a candle and I hate it. What, but what's the best flavor of pull and peel Twizzlers? That's the big question. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I'm out of my element here. Oh. Um, I've only had like one pull and peel in my life. The only one? Well, that I remember. Well, I'm, not even a package, just one. Just Is one. It? Just one. <laughs> just like, one yeah. the peel. Like one tiny noodle. Peeled one noodle off. Strings. Uh, also, isn't the pull and peel like the poor man's fruit by the foot? Doesn't isn't fruit by the foot by the foot? Oh, I do love no, a good fruit by no, because no, because fruit by the foot is like a flattened like and, and ri- not, ri- ribbon, and not licorice, and not licorice. Yeah, it's like a it's a fruit snack. Well, kind I of mean, thing. technically, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the the Twizzlers pull and peel are not licorice. I'm pretty sure it's still licorice. It's just a, a softer mixture. This is a great movie podcast. It's a softer mixture. With a sales ploy to kids. Yeah, and it's watermelon is the right answer. Okay, strawberry. Right. Good to know. <laughs> so, hey guys, I have a new segment. <gasps> oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. You ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I, I made up a song too. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about this song, but pretty um, sure in every segment we do is going to have a song. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be improvised, but if you well, want to make no, it no, up no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. fine. Stop, stop. This is this is not the a... game. Song is improvised. Thank you. Songs Thank you. can be written for other segments. Okay. All the, right. the segment's called "Do You Want to See It?" Right. So we talk a lot. This is a, this is a movie podcast. This oh, is not. Do uh, you want to see it? Oh, that's good. No, he said he already wrote one. Oh. But, do you want to see it? But oh, I might be changing here. Oh, this is boy. that was almost like a peacemaker kind of you know song. That's that you're true. Doing. Yeah, it's sexy. Do you want to? Do you want to see it? See it? Yeah, that's kind of where I went with. We got to pay for that. Do now, you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to see it? Is that really where you're going with? Yeah, that's where I'm gonna go with. Okay. See it. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to see it? That almost sounds like an ad slogan too. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm in. All right, so this is uh, yes. I'm by the way, you... whatever you're gonna, yes, I want to see it based on that song. Yes, yeah, I yeah. See it. So I'm gonna ask you guys movies, uh, some of them that we've reviewed here uh, in their trailers, 
uh, and we've talked about here. Some of them we haven't. These are movies that are coming out this weekend for our listeners to know. Again, these are right ahead of you guys. These aren't movies. Sometimes we review trailers that are coming out months, if not a year in advance. This is stuff that you can watch you know, days after we release this podcast. So I'm going to ask these guys here, these jokers with me, uh, do they want to see this film? And they get to tell me yes, no, why, whatever you want. All right, first one. Uh, we're going to include only films, but that could include documentaries. All okay. right. Uh, we'll start with Ben here, and then we'll go around. Uh, 38 at the Garden. This is on HBO Max on October 11th. 38 at the Garden chronicles the extraordinary ascendance of point guard Jeremy Lin during his landmark 2012 season with the New York Knicks. What do you think, buddy? I am hearing about this now for the first time from your lips. Yep. And I would be interested in watching it. You're love, a basketball guy. I, right? I do like basketball a lot. I'll, I would catch that if I was randomly scrolling on a Sunday afternoon. I would toss that on, yes. Yeah, same. <laughs> go ahead. What do you think? Really? Yeah, I like sports documentaries, even though I'm not a big sports guy, and so uh, I, I don't necessarily like have an affinity for Jeremy Lin as a player, but like I would be willing to watch it because I'm in, generally interested in like learning about like sports figures and stuff through that way. Yeah, I, I agree. Good. I probably won't. I can sit here and say that I will, but I don't watch a lot of new it's stuff okay. as it comes. Um, for me, say uh, the Last Dance was the best sports documentary ever, and it was great. And that's from the generation that I followed basketball. I'm not going to know any of the people he went up against and was the league dominated uh, against him or for him. I just it's, it's not for I, me. I'm fascinated with Jeremy Lin because again, in 2012, he came out of nowhere. I th- I'll probably watch this next one. Spirit Halloween, the movie. We did review this on a previous episode. We watched of the trailer. Go flicks yeah. yourself. We did talk about this anyway. Yeah, it comes out on video de- on demand on October 11th. Uh, when a brand new Spirit Halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick or treating make a dare to spend the night locked into the store on Halloween night. Uh, let's start with you, Brad. You're going to see this. Uh, maybe I'll punish myself one day, but like I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it Like as soon as it's out this weekend. All right. No. 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 <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's in it, Charlie. So? In, in, you love uh, Christopher Lloyd. I, I do love Christopher Lloyd, but yeah. I do not. I just, I'm, I, I'm not even a horror movie fan, let alone a really bad horror movie well, I'll fan. Well, I'll have to tell Christopher Lloyd next time I see him. I will likely have to see this because of my kids. Because of your kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, we'll start with you, Chuck. Uh, Halloween Ends. It comes out on Peacock on October 14th. Four years after the events of last year's Halloween Kills, Laurie is living with the granddaughter Allison and is finishing writing her memoir. Are you going to see this? Also, let's be clear: no. it's, it's also in theaters, which is the the chief important part. Is it? Yes, it comes out on Peacock on the. We same prefer day. movies in theaters. Thank you, but it's on Peacock. You we can watch it on your movies phone. in theaters. You can watch it on your phone if you, you as, as they intended. Uh huh. I think he's saying it's on Peacock to reach the masses because most people will watch it on Peacock. You Who it, goes to theaters? You put, a, you put it. You and then you go on the plane. And you tuck it on the on the uh, the tray in front of you, and it kind of just dangles there, and you can actually watch it. Have you actually done so this? That, that that's genius. I flew United on uh, last Friday, and they have cell phone and tablet holders built into the back of their seats See, now. Yeah, yep. Southwest is. We not. are living South, in Southwest. the future, guys. Yeah. Southwest. Well, if we're you, living in the future. Bag. Yeah, here's your phone <laughs> here's bag. Here's your phone bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ziploc bag. All right. Here's your phone bag. Here's your fo- and it's not a Ziploc. It's an off It's brand. also the it's same It's the same bag that your snacks came in. So, <laughs> so you have to eat the snacks like, first, and then there's like residue it on it. Yeah. <laughs> you all right, Chucky, what do you again. think? Are you going to see Halloween Nights? No, I'm not a horror movie fan. Not at all? Not at all. The only horror movie that I ever actually got into was growing up, and because of Brad, was Halloween H2O and The Faculty. Those are the only two like it, horror movies I ever got into. It's interesting that it's H2O of, and not the original Halloween. Because uh, you, you never showed me. You Brad, not watch Halloween. You did this to him. That's true. What about you, Benny? Uh, yeah, I'll of have to watch this because I watched the first two, and I do want to see how it ends, even though I 
freaking hated the second one with a passion. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing this. I'm actually seeing it uh, um, in a couple days, actually. Halloween Kills was one of the most disappointing movies I've ever seen. It was set up to be such a... Yeah, it was just bad. It was bad front to back. We've talked about it at length. I don't Did Rob Zombie direct it? No, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) All right, just a couple Uh, more. Back to horror movie, actually, uh, in Rob Zombie. I'm a defender of House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, I think that would be the only one that people would defend. Yes, yeah. but like uh, some again. people love a devil's re- the devil's rejects. They just love yeah. it. Yeah, some people love Rob Zombie because you know the monsters. No reason. All right, the Curse of Bridge Fo- uh, Bridge Hollow Netflix on October fourteenth. Next. Uh, yeah, again, <laughs> no, not seeing that. <laughs> Don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> hey, it stars Marlon Wayans, Priya Ferguson, Lauren Lapkus. Oh, and never Mark mind. Ellis. Yeah, he's at the peak of his yeah, career right now. I'm in. Uh, Netflix was able to make this movie for seventy thousand dollars. Actually, what? <laughs> I'll bet they were. Uh, Rosaline or Rosaline? Uh, Rosaline. Rosaline. Is it Rosaline? It's I, Rosaline. Okay, coming out on Hulu on October fourteenth. A comedic retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, told from the point of view of Romeo's jilted ex, Rosaline, the woman Romeo first claims to love before the fall falls for Juliet. Do you think you would see something like this? It's kind of a funny rom-com yeah it's supposed to be a little like bit a, like a contemporary yeah. style approach to shakespeare stuff i'm, I'm good i'm gonna see this this looks good i thought the trailer yeah i'm interested in it i think i actually think i have a screener for this and i just haven't watched it yet it just came out because it expired. premiered last weekend what about you buddy that kind of premise actually does interest me i will probably seek it out it Netflix? looks funny it looks funny uh hulu hulu october 14th finally last one till uh comes out on cinema on october 14th comes to the theater uh, Till is a profoundly emotional and cinematic film about the true story of Mamie Till Mobley, uh, her relentless pursuit of justice for her 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, who in 1955 was lynched while visiting his cousins in Mississippi. Uh, Brad, what do you think? You going to see this one? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see it just because it's a historical drama and it's definitely something that's still timely uh, and, and relevant. You know, I, I'm not sure if it's getting like a full-fledged wide release this weekend or if it's limited first, but... I think... It is, but I don't know. I just saw. A tra- I actually just saw the commercial watching football too. Yeah. So is it, this it, is this aimed at award season or is this? Yeah, it's, a I think it might be. Picture? I think it might be a little too early for it to really like capitalize on it. I'll bet they're probably hoping, but I feel like it's it might, probably will get overshadowed on all of a sudden unless they make a big campaign push towards the end of the year or early next year. Yeah. What about you, buddy? No. No. Yeah. I, if it's an award season contender, then I will because that's I. I for some reason I still. You know, if, if it's if it's nominated for an Academy Award in any of the categories, I do still go out, try to go out on my way to see it. So those are your films coming out this weekend, everyone, either in the cinema or on streaming. If you go and watch a new film, uh, there's a couple good ones out uh, and a couple not so good ones. But ask your Southwest choice. flight attendant for the plastic bag. Yeah, and ask yourself, do you want to see it? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to see it? See it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were all on the same page there. It's fantastic. Uh, guys, we watched uh, some trailers, but let's talk about the last movie we saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of the podcast is when you mention something later and then you realize that you did it in the <laughs> you wrong order. Past it, and yeah. you're like, no, oh, but, but no, first, no. let's talk about the, the, a, the right part of the podcast. It's a teaser. <laughs> it's to tell you what's coming up next. He's giving a teaser for the trailers. It's foreshadowing. Good. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he learned that word after the break. But first, (laughs) (laughs) our sponsor segment. Oh boy, Uh, what's the last movie you saw, Nate? Um, The last movie I saw, or that I was assigned to see, uh, was a gift actually from Ben because I I really enjoyed this film uh, called Fourteen Oh Eight. It is. I don't know why Ben seems to want to only give me John Cusack movies right now, but 
uh, he is. And oh yeah, this <laughs> was so much better than the last also, one. He gave also, me. John Cusack movies with only numbers in the title. Oh, that's true, and four numbers at that. Yeah, twenty twelve, and now fourteen oh eight. Which this movie does not take place in fourteen oh eight. No. Um. So this is a film. Well, um, actually, that's not true. It does take place oh, in fourteen oh eight. Come on, just not a, the time. No, it's fourteen oh eight. All right, that's fair. <laughs> So this is a film that was released, I think, around 2007, um, and it stars, again, uh, primarily, it's, it, it really is almost John Cusack in the whole thing, doing most of the work, heavy lifting. Here. Also Sammy J. Um, he's in it some, yeah, uh, but I, I think it's it, it, it's certainly a John Cusack film, uh, and I actually really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed did Cusack, really? what he did. Uh, I did. Um, <laughs> this is based on a short story written by Stephen so this is again we're watching horror films in in October. Uh, again, Ooh, it is season. it is it is autumn and um, it's Halloween. Halloween. You, by the way, Brad, you you were the one last time that brought that up as like it's I Halloween. Do it, ironically, you didn't though. You were actually happy. No, I'm not ha- ever happy about saying Halloween. You said Halloween with like a, a like a pep in your step. Well, to be fair, it was the snack segment. So uh, that's fair. We had a drink last time. Also, whatever. I wonder if this whatever. film is what taking ayahuasca is like. <laughs> because <laughs> like, he's essentially trip. going... I can't imagine ayahuasca is that disappointing. <laughs> Whoa. You really not... didn't like this film? I don't like, this. I don't like this movie. Is there, what, why, why is that? It, like, just, it just feels like it's like... Is it the, 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 the film itself, like the way it's made, the acting, or is it the story you don't like, it's or mo- all of it? It's mostly the story and just, just how it unfolds. Like it, it just feels like such a prototypical psychological thriller. Like There's there's nothing really like exciting about it. I was never really in, enthralled in the story or anything like that. You, see, I liked it. Because I, I, again, it was like one thing after another. I did see a little bit of, like you know at the end, again, spoiler alert, uh, you think he's out of this kind of almost hallucination. He's in this hotel. The, the whole premise is 1408 is a hotel room, that he's a paranormal skeptic. He goes in there, um, and a bunch of people have committed suicide in there, and he goes into that room, and and you know he's going to prove essentially that... Uh, you know that it, it isn't there or it isn't paranormal these kind of things and and for an hour allegedly but it's not really an hour it's kind of hard to explain um he goes through these almost like hallucinations um and uh you don't know if they're real you don't know if uh this came out at a time when there were like a bunch of movies there, like there were i was thinking this feels very 2005 yeah. to 2008 to me like it feels very that uh but when I, did John Cusack in Identity come out? That was when I was in like in high school, so like 2003, I think. Okay, yeah. So that that's another John Cusack movie where it's like, is it real? Is yep. it fake? So, and I actually, I really like that movie. It, it's it's not an unknown premise, right? It isn't. Yeah, um, 2003. Uh, you know, again, this is based on a short story, so it was written previously for people that enjoy Stephen King. Um, I, I thought it was well put together. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't read the short story. I hadn't seen the movie, and I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed with it. All right, Brad, what did you? What did we? You, what did we make you watch, Brad? Well, funnily enough, I also watched a, a movie based on a Stephen King story, uh, one that I hadn't seen before, but yes. I, was, I was familiar with I it just, just because of like its place in like pop culture and whatnot, uh, and it's Misery. Uh, directed by Rob Reiner of all people, um, which is uh, really interesting. 
Um, but this is, if, for those of you that don't know, uh, it's a story about this uh, writer, Paul Sheldon, played by James Caan, who he just finished uh, a new book after finishing uh, the last book in a very famous series of books that is beloved by a lot of people. Can you keep it spoiler-free, honestly, because I've never seen it, and I do want to watch you, that this month? You, what? You've never seen it either? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll keep it spoiler-free. Um, basically, the, the premise is, is he gets in this big car accident during a snowstorm in the mountains. Uh, he gets rescued and brought in by this woman named Annie Wilkes, played by Kathy Bates. Uh, and Who does great, doesn't yeah, she? She's phenomenal. That's why she got the Oscar for Best yep. Actress for this movie. Um, and it's uh, so she takes him in, and she's like his number one fan. She loves his books and everything. She's a super fan. And uh, she's taking care of him, nursing him back to health. Uh, and all I'll say is uh, things take a turn. All I'll I mean, say is there's a it very is famous it... couple things that I already know about, obviously. But then, it, okay, then you know the big spoilers. Then I know, I know the the. I'm, the, I'm not kidding you. Is it a you. sledgehammer? Yes, I know the sledgehammer. I'm not scene. kidding you. It wasn't into even, even actually at Waterboy. I still didn't trust Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. It was like I, I I saw this film when I was younger, and I'm like I don't know if I'll ever like her again. Yeah. Um I pretty and, much knew knew like the big beats for this movie but it's yep. her performance is fantastic. and that's kind of why i want to still check and it out. yeah and, and honestly like it's one of those movies too where it's it's fun because like the way things like go wrong as he like tries to get out and that kind of thing like it's it's like it's darkly funny at, at times for sure uh but yeah fa- fantastic movie uh you know i'm glad i finally saw it. it's an entirety after seeing you know some of the more famous parts and you know knowing things about it cool yeah. Charlie, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? I'd actually like to go last. Okay. So, Ben, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, I watched uh, Confess Fletch with my buddy Brad Omen. You didn't get to watch the movie I gave you. I did not. Yeah. I watched um, Confess Fletch, too. We're going to have to get, fix that because this is now, what, like the, the third time it's let's, happened? Let's, he call, doesn't, let's calm it down. He doesn't do the segment anymore. Let's, let's no. He's let, hey, yeah, hey, he's hey, not doing, he's not doing the assignment. He's not I'm, doing the assignment. You're I'm, not. You literally just missed the last no, movie no, but, I assigned you. I'm caught up like... All the other ones. I've, I've seen everything. I'm caught up except for this The week. most latest one. Yeah, yeah. And honestly... By the way, what were you assigned? Uh, called Silent House with Elizabeth oh, yep. Olsen yep. from 2012 horror film. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's very short. Uh, I had a kind of a tough week, so it was a little bit uh, stressful to, to get thing, some things going. But also, I did realize that I, I could sit down tonight at about 5.45 and watch this movie. I, I could have snuck it in, but then I read the premise and... Honest to God, Bailey loves horror movies, uh-huh. and she was out of town this weekend. And we will watch this this week. Mm-hmm. I promise mm-hmm. you. And then, but then he'll miss next week. So no, no, then. it's a short movie, and Bailey and I will sit down and watch it because we do like watching horror films, especially in October. So okay. we'll, we'll make time for this. Let's let's do this then. Let's talk Confess Fletch because it's getting better ratings yes. than I thought it was. I didn't think. I didn't and it's it. also very spooky. It's not spooky at all. It's not, but we did we did review we the trailer. Hated here. The tra- well, I hated the trailer. I hated the trailer too. The trailer was bad. It I, was and you guys I'm gonna guess based on your it's tone so good. that you guys like the it's film. It's so good. No, I did, it really is. It I is, didn't love the film. It is you didn't, you didn't like it? it? I did not love the film. You didn't love it or you didn't like it? I didn't love it. You did but you liked it. It was fine. Okay. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was clever. It was enjoyable. I didn't think it was as high as the rating on Rotten Tomatoes should say. What does it have? Uh, eighty three. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, we'd... I'd give it like a seventy five, probably. I I would say it's a fifty to sixty for me. I, I just it, think that it's 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 clever enough. Yeah, this is the kind of like uh, comedic mystery that they don't really make uh, much of anymore. I think that's that's a big part of why I appreciate it. But John Hamm uh, is great in this role, even though like the stuff they showed out of context in the trailer made it seem like he was poorly cast. He fits very well in this in this role. I was this... I, I will definitely admit that the trailer really misled me. I, will, I, I, will I, I really this. appreciate it. I, I will agree with you. The trailer. Was the film is better than the trailer? Absolutely. Yeah. This iteration of Fletch, you know, Chevy Chase 
it's an iconic role for him, obviously. Yeah. I personally think this is better. This is a than the original Fletch. Really? Yeah. I don't. I so but I you, you don't like the original Fletch, do you? It's not that I dislike it. I just don't really get why people love it so much because, yeah. like, I I have some, I'm someone who likes Chevy Chase from from the '80s and whatnot. And I get why people like it. I, I didn't grow up with an affinity for it. I watched it literally within the past two years for the first time. And I when I saw it, I was just like, oh, well, okay. It's fine. It's I think fine. that right. yeah. Yeah. It's, since the original Fletch and Fletch Lives has have come out, that character has been done plenty of times. But back then, it, it not that like it was groundbreaking by any means, but it was to see somebody you know, that smarmy getting away with it was a little bit unique, and he That's, he really made it his own. It's not really that I didn't think that it was unique anymore. I just had a tr- had trouble uh, with how the tone was balanced with Chevy Chase's brand of comedy, with how they were trying to be pretty serious about the mystery. And I felt like Confess Fletch, See, but they did that a lot in the eighties. Honestly, oh like, for sure. Remember what they did with Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah, I mean he he is there because why? His like best friend is like gun mur- absolutely murdered, and but it's for whatever terrible, reason, it's like oh, it's a lighthearted comedy. But for whatever reason, Eddie Beverly Murphy. Hills Cop works like a charm. Like yeah. I, th- I think it works fantastically. Right. Fun fact: Did you know that Beverly Hills Cop was originally developed as a serious drama, and that Sylvester Stallone was going to star in it? I did not know that. And he even tried to get Martin Scorsese to direct it. I did not know that. Uh, I I read on Twitter that Martin Scorsese is overrated. Uh, boy, <laughs> this is just really the, just the worst. Twitter, the worst kind Twitter of. Twitter is the cesspool of something. This that isn't, I'm just this isn't even a Twitter problem. To. This is this is a problem that comes up. Comes <laughs> this is about, a world problem. No, this is a problem that comes out with like when some critic like decides they want to try and like make a name for themselves by trying to take down a titan, and it's like fuck you, buddy. This is gonna backfire right in your face, and it did to the point where Guillermo del Toro. Who doesn't get into like little yeah, tiffs yeah. like this? A very respectable, kind filmmaker that said, "Like you know what? I don't usually do this, but man, this is bad." Oh, <laughs> he called it out. Oh, he a, he, he, tweet, he did like a, a little a, like a four or five tweet thread, and like but very eloquently worded. Not like a man, this fucking sucks, but just like this is a problem, and this is why people, you know, like basically he just he had a very a very uh, you know smart, well thought response. To so it. for our listeners, real quick, uh, there there was an article written by a, a reviewer, a film reviewer. Yeah. I think he's like a professor or something like that essentially calling professor out my ass martin scorsese and and uh, i only saw it because brad tweeted it and i i saw it and i'm like oh my word this is just i awful. saw it because of your tweet as well and i was like that's a bonkers take yeah it's just like <laughs> i've seen some bad takes i've seen some bad takes. that that's is like, one of the that's worst not even, that's even a hot take it's just like I mean, who, who would honestly be on your side here? martin scorsese whether you like him or not he's gonna he, i mean he's just like you, one of those the tom brady back, characters though, like, yeah, that it's just you like, might not be a fan even if, even but if you like, don't like his movies like the guy he's first of all he's like the nicest old man in the world <laughs> that and, and second of all he's he's like doing anything and everything to preserve the history of cinema and this guy's like you know what no fuck this guy <laughs> it's it's like running into you know what i like watching f- movies on my phone <laughs> you know what it's, it really is like somebody coming up to me and be like you know you know it just really rubs me the wrong way a guy i really hate at Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go j- take a long walk yeah. off a short bridge. You, you might not like every Tom Hanks film. Exactly, but, but you better the man's like a Tom national Hanks. treasure, and I'll punch you in the face if you say otherwise. Hey, you know you can choke on a fucking hammer? Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it, right? The sweater? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, let's teach kids kindness. <laughs> fuck out of here. Also, a third example. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Charlie. Yes. Your last, your last to go because uh, you requested. I yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would be great. It would be great if, even though we know Charlie's not a horror fan, if you watched the movie that Ben was assigned. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? Have you, have you seen Sign the House? He has not watched. Sign the House. No, no, no. There's no way. Not, not a horror. Yeah, no. it's not going to happen. 
No, the last movie I watched actually was sparked from listening to your guys' podcast and his hot Tom Cruise takes. I watched American Beauty today. I'm trying to figure out where the connection. I, 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 Tom I, 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 Cruise is in that movie. No, uh, in that it was Ben <laughs> no. brought up the point of separating the art from the artist. Ah, there we go. Oh, okay. So I watched. Have you not seen American Beauty? No, I have. It's one oh, of my okay. favorites, but I have not watched it since he got outed. Gotcha. Kevin and Spacey, obviously. Yes, it is uncomfortable. It, it, well, I probably chose the wrong movie because <laughs> <laughs> because I mean he's playing himself pretty much, except. You know, it's, it's a young girl instead of a young exactly. boy. Exactly. Uh, but I wanted to see where everybody landed. And, you know, can you still enjoy a Kevin Smith movie? Can you still listen to a Louis C.K.'s comedy? Wait, what did Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith Not Kevin Smith. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you, oh, you, almost, like, I was like, you almost blew the lid <laughs> off something Brad, huge. Brad almost had a coronary. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, so yeah. Can, can you separate the art from the artist? You know, uh, more there was a, there was <laughs> a, a time question. there was a time af- uh, immediately after it happened that I didn't feel like watching any of Kevin Spacey movies just because I was so disappointed because like I oh, humble Brad even though it's not really a humble Brad anymore because he sucks uh, I met Kevin Spacey and, oh I don't like you now <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like I, I got to talk to him and, and like it was uh, it was at a, p- a party after the premiere of the movie uh, Margin Call and and you were fifteen. Yeah, and so um, he gave me, gave me a little, little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and by the way, Margin Call is a great movie. It really is. I really like that. No, film. It's, it's, it has an incredible ensemble. Cast. It really does. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, it was it was tough, honestly, because it, he was an actor who I really did enjoy. Like you know, and I love I love American Beauty. Uh, I love the Negotiator. Baby I, Driver. Yeah, he's. Just, I love Baby not, Driver. He's just it's a great. So he was a great actor all around. But I mean, now he now Glenn, he's Gary Glenn Ross. I mean, he's yes. just, he's a, all. Yeah. And now he's just a piece of suspects. shit. You know, and so like I couldn't. But I I have since uh, I put on the Negotiator in the background while I was working one time and so like i i always think about it like i whenever i see him i can't help but be reminded of it you know but like i also can't you know not not just me because of my job but like as someone who loves movies like i'm not going to stop watching movies that i love just well this because... is coming from a really big woody allen fan so continue please. Uh, boy. <laughs> but that, that's another one too though is like yeah. I'll, I'll i'll i won't not watch annie hall which you know i was a great movie and you know one best picture and everything and like it sucks that we have to like reconcile i watched things. annie hall in 2016 when i was trying to watch 365 movies in a year yeah right because i was trying to hit all the as many classes as i could right yeah and then I did that because even knowing about him and thinking, well, this is still important in the zeitgeist of film. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to go on and keep watching Manhattan and, you know, Love Story, whatever the other ones are that he's got. He's got a whole, you know, plethora of. Yeah. Of he, he, there's a long time where he made like a movie a year. Right. But I, I saw the one and I'm like, okay, now like. With I Jet can- Li? <laughs> so, directed so, by Woody Allen. So tell me this, guys, because I, I, you, you guys know that I live in this like dichotomous kind of reality for these because I. I I do dislike Tom Cruise for a lot of what he said about mental health, these kind of things. And in mental health care, these, this is a very dear topic to me. Um, yet, I, I, you guys know, I, I have enjoyed Tom Cruise films um, even recently. I, I enjoyed uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, it was the reason it made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And, and here, here's where I struggle with this is, for instance, Woody Allen, right? You, you brought up Annie Hall. Um, I, I would not want to watch that for Woody Allen, but I do want to watch it for Diane Keaton. Yeah, and it's unfair and because they've that, worked that, so hard on these films, and tons of people did. And they yeah. exactly, and they've done so much good work. It's unfair to punish them for Woody Allen. Yeah, it would almost. Yeah, be... I still w- don't want to. I, I don't want to support Woody Allen or Roman Polanski or all these different, yeah. you know, like... You You're know. almost doing a disservice to everybody else by not watching it simply because one person, you know... Like, and what's wrong that- with Roman Polanski? Mm-hmm. And there's not a way to, to separate <laughs> people like Woody Allen out of there or, you know, uh, Tom Cruise or things like yeah. this, you know. And, like, um, and, on- and honestly, to point out, too, like, how, how hard it can be to do that, like, uh, no one's stopped listening to... 
and so that's just been you know like that's that's a thing it's like you it's hard to reconcile especially when somebody has such a large place in pop culture and you know there is limits though right i mean it, so I've, i literally have stopped listening to r kelly were, were you listening to a lot of r kelly before <laughs> You didn't like, know that? like every Halloween was there like an R. Kelly song that you're just like, oh yeah, I, I, I the love the remix this. to Ignition Thriller, Charlie, popping fresh uh, out the kitchen, Space Jam, come so, on, rolling that right. Body. So, you, so you just named the two songs that everybody would listen to, yeah, every no, now yeah, and, yeah, and, and guess, guess when the last time that I listened to those songs, Brad, yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is weird though, right? So I we, walked into Ben's arcade. Yesterday, <laughs> and he's just sitting there, just busting one out to remix to ignition. Yep. And then it was followed by the entire hiding the closet series that I do love. <laughs> Trapped in the closet. It, oh, it, so you're a fan? Well, and well, nailed it. Well, he didn't and get you on that one. Nailed it. Uh, so it is welcome weird. to my trap, Brad. Like you know, we all love comedy. We love comedy specials. We love seeing comedy comedians. It's easier to kind of close out a comedian because it's pretty much only them, right? I'm I never going to listen to a Bill Cosby yeah, special. I can again, cancel right? uh, Lucy K in my head yep. and, and never really worry about him ever again. And I like well, Lucy K. I like well, his comedy. And that right? and that's actually what brought me back around to this point was because Lucy K came out with a special in 21 that is I won the Emmy or won a Grammy. Hilarious. Won a Grammy. I, did, I did not watch that, and and I'm, I don't judge anybody that did. Yeah. I didn't watch it because I, yeah, I haven't brought myself to watch yep. it either i but i uh, to to go back to your point though is like i i'm in the same position as i have as far as like i've watched kevin spacey movies i haven't gone out of my way to listen to like a full bill cosby album but like charlie and i there's a very specific special that he and i quote and probably still quote yeah. to this day every now Who? and then a bill cosby, bill cosby. okay uh you know and like the, he's another one where like he influenced so many people it's it's hard I, to talk about I comedy just and quoted things. it yesterday about the old person trying to get into heaven yeah that's one of my favorite jokes ever and and, and you live in this weird world yeah. right where um, I I don't want to, and one of it maybe is I don't want to put more money. But you know, but where, but where do you draw the line? Do you that, do, do you purposely avoid BP gas stations when you're driving on the road? Uh, well, for, no, because we're, we're all hypocrites at a certain. Yeah, so no, I yeah. I, ha I did actually I did stop going to BP during the oil spill stuff, right? Sure. Because again, I I'm I'm a person that when you see injustices or when you see all this kind of crap going on. I feel like I should be doing something, and I don't know what to do, right? And so the little things about cutting BP out, which just seems, I mean, they, they didn't miss my money, right? So um, but here's the thing. Like, if we live in a small town, which we do, and you know the workers at the gas station that work there, and the owner of the yep. station is a and he bought into the franchise. He had no idea BP was going to do this, and we're robbing but him he, of but that he, money. But he knows too. now, and so shut it down. Right? Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> we all know it. But that's the thing. Like, it, uh, no, the, the, again, the cashier the hard at BP thing. is uh, you know, uh, to leaving the, it's somebody the, I went to the, high school with, or the, yeah, and he's but that's the supporting uh, actress or actor it's, in a Kevin Spacey. It's film. the whole yep. thing, right? With like yeah. uh, with Tesla right now, right? So Elon Musk is 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 said a lot of things I disagree with. These kind of things. I'm a big fan of Tesla, though. I think what they're doing is great. I think their cars are great. I would have a hard time at this point right now buying a Tesla. I, I don't know why. What if someone gave you a Tesla? Would you, I, would you I would, drive it? I would take it and drive so it like a beach. I, <laughs> I, I rented a Tesla. We, I went to uh, Colorado to, to see a band that I love, uh, Pearl Jam, and this is about three weeks ago, and I, we rented a Tesla when we were out there just because I've never even been in one. And I thought, okay, let's see what this is all about. And I will tell you right now, it blew every expectation it's, I had. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Completely and They're utterly amazing. out of the water. It was the most exhilarating. They're nice automobiles. Ridiculously They're great. fun. With but horrible quality control. All that being said, I would never buy one. Yeah. I because just of the statement myself. it would make? 
Yeah, I, I don't want to support that man no matter yeah, what that so, means. So we all live with this dichotomous reality of like what we're willing to go with and what we're not. But also, I feel like if we're going to go against what is perceived or what we present as our morals, we're not all really going to advertise it either. You know, like I'm not necessarily like you're. Not, you're probably not going to go out and tell you know certain people that like you watched like the latest Tom Cruise movie if you don't have to. I did though. Well, I know. Well, sure. <laughs> he was but, on this podcast. But you're on a podcast. But I, what, I literally but like, broadcasted but, it. But let's say when his next when his next one when his next one comes podcast. out, if if you see it and we didn't tell you to see it <laughs> after gonna, we kick you, you out of here. You know what? What? Charlie, <laughs> after I kick you out of here and take my throne. Well, Charlie, thank you for um, bringing that up because we have a conversation we have to have with Nate on the air here. Real quick, before I forget, though, I will say I do I, think this is an important conversation. No, no, but though, an, but. another another unexpected consequence of rewatching, let's say, an old movie with Kevin Spacey in it is that yes, those actors and actresses and directors and producers and everybody that worked so hard on that film, they, you want to give them their due in that movie. But much like, I'm going to make a, a kind of a swing here, like driving a Tesla means I'm not going to support Elon Musk, but I'm now, wow, electric cars are awesome. So now is there a different brand, right? So at the same time, but, but, watching a movie like that, I'm like, oh, I forgot that, you know, uh, Mira Sorvino was, was awesome in that movie. I'm going to search out another one of her to, films to your, and give her some more support. To your point to me, though, Ben, that you made about, you about BP, Mina Suvari? Yeah, her too. <laughs> to your point that you made about BP, though, and, and I guess we're probably belaboring this too much, but to, to your point about BP... There are employees at the BP gas station and stuff like that. There's employees at Tesla that don't agree with Elon Musk. Also, hey, I'm pretty sure everyone here probably bought some from Amazon in the past week. Yeah. Yeah, again, like Multiple. I just said to, to, to Charlie, <laughs> we're all hypocrites in a yeah. certain way. Uh, we all have iPhones, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. So, But we're not all Ed Begley Jr., Right, we're not gonna live off the grid and, and drink our own pee and, and make sure I, that they're I was, I was well, gonna like, say, what did Ed Begley Jr. do? No, but that, he's he's <laughs> living, living been clean, living, living that, free. Yeah. He's well, been doing much? that since the sixties, seventies, yeah. right? And he's never had a scandal. He's never done anything. He's done everything he can for this. We'll earth. find out after he dies. But what's that's buried. See, that is the all, so. But but so then, do do you go out of your way to see the new Ed Begley Jr. movie because he's so good to the Mother Earth? Would I, you? I, I do love that we've turned into an ethics podcast. By the way, it didn't take me that long to get us here. Oh, um, but uh, Charlie, why? Um, go, go figure yourself. Yeah. Hey, I, you? I don't know. It, it's a good question on on films. We're gonna get to a, a trailer later, and we've got other things to talk about. But uh, about Super Mario Brothers. And I've already heard people say, boycott it, don't see it. And it's not just because of Chris Pratt's voice, because they don't like Chris Pratt's religious or political or whatever views or just his general disposition towards people life. People are still talking about that? Yeah, yeah, that happened before Thor, Love, and Thunder, and people still saw it. Yeah, no, I know. But what I'm saying is, I mean, this is an ongoing question, I think, that a lot of people live with. Do you want to support a film, or do you want to support a show and that let's has be very clear or here. directors? Or- By and large, no one gives a fuck, right? By and large... Like it's just, Maverick made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. No one cares about yeah. Tom Cruise and Scientology. No one, except for the point one percent that actually do boycott his movies. But they're such the minority that it doesn't really and matter. I want to go on record again. But say, sometimes they seem like they have the loudest voice. Yeah, it's not even the Scientology that bothers me. It's his views on mental but, health, which, which is, might be informed by Scientology. It is. It is. But yeah. there are other Scientologists that have not made the claims that he has made publicly. He, they might hold those privately. I don't know. Yeah. But but he's used his influence publicly. And I think that could have done damage to Absolutely. people listening. So, what's going on with Mario? Nah. <laughs> uh, is that is that everyone's movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I will mention real quick uh, that I did watch something else. Two two other things actually. Uh, t- I watched Smile today. What is? Oh oh the I I the only thing I know about that is the um, baseball, baseball marketing game. that they did. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, great. Yeah, oh, the marketing was was the viral like, marketing was very did, clever. Did you yeah. See that? Yeah, because yeah. 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 I'll tell you this: had not heard of the film at all until 
Twitter made a big they, deal. They of this. hired some actors to smile creepily right behind home plate in Major League Baseball games. Brilliant. Like for what, forty five minutes to an hour at a time. Yeah, and, and imagine, by, by the way, how the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know. Imagine though how cheap that marketing oh, was compared absolutely. to a yeah. national brand. I mean, because that that blew up Twitter. It was right? awesome. Um, yeah. So whoever whoever came up with that idea, kudos. I know you're a listener, long time listener, but brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so the movie itself uh, is also pretty good, too. Is it? It doesn't reinvent the wheel as far as offering anything super original in the realm of horror, but it is uh, definitely creepy, uh, definitely suspenseful, uh, pretty gruesome in some parts, too, especially when it comes to the third act. Is it better than 1408? Yeah, absolutely. I thought fourteen was. Um, so no one's super famous. Okay. Uh, Soshi Bacon is in it, who is Kevin Bacon's daughter. Um, she's the lead in it, and then uh, Kyle Gallner, who you, you've seen in like some things, but you okay. don't necessarily know, like you know, like, some up and comers kind of. Yeah, it's def- yeah, it's definitely a, a lower, more lower key cast. Um, but it yeah, it's a it's a it's a good movie. I won't say it's as good as something like Barbarian because it feels like it treads familiar territory, but it is it's better just, than old. I <sighs> I really liked old. I think it's I more didn't. it's more entertaining than old. Um, old old starts to kind of wear out its welcome for me towards I the felt end. The same way. Yep. I was I was done with it. Yeah. After I, I, I think I think old hour. is more intriguing than good. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I what's think old it, would have been a great book. But what's the other? Uh, well, it was a comic before it was okay. uh, a movie. Yeah. What's your other movie that you saw? Uh, I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic oh, yeah. story. Um, the the one with um, Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, his name's Daniel Radcliffe. I know, uh, <laughs> but. That came out already? It did not come out. I had I got a screener because I oh, was doing a press frick, press course. junket for this past weekend. I walked weekend. into that one, dang it. Um, but yeah, so it's, hey, Brad, who'd you interview? Felt like you set him up for. I interviewed. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I really did, but I, I did feel like that. I interviewed the director Eric Apple, which was pretty cool. And uh, so the movie itself, I, um, I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously, but it's it premiered at TIFF already, so like reactions are out there. What is TIFF? TIFF is Toronto International Film Festival, and uh, it is so good. It is. Oh, Did you really like it? It's hilarious. It is. It has not quite reached the greatness of Walk Hard, which was what it emulates, but it goes in a much more interesting and absurd direction than Walk Hard, so that it's not just. Uh, a biopic parody. It just feels more. It, it, it digs into different comedic arenas. That along it's with really what you not expect. the story of Weird Al, right? It's right. Not, no, it's um, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it is. Every, it is Daniel Radcliffe singing, but um, it's not, <laughs> as we established. But no, what's great about it too is it's um, there are tons of random cameos in it, even for just like the smallest parts. And so that that's a oh, big I'm part of the fun to see too. That. Aren't they releasing it on like Roku movie or something? Roku. <laughs> like, Roku. 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 Roku's the ones who made it and it'll be, it'll be released on Quibi. Roku. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was getting a theatrical release because this is the kind of movie that would be so fun to see with an audience but audiences also aren't seeing comedies it's, like this in theaters anymore. So It's too bad because I hope people do see it because it's on Roku and yeah. like there, there are films Malick that... is in it as Freddie Mercury. It's pretty great. That's not true. Uh, I, I, look I, know, to Brad, I haven't now. seen the movie. Why would I know that? Well, people are going to believe you because you're a trusted source on a great podcast. <laughs> it is a great pod- a podcast. A trusted source. You know what? Ben Connor, it's a trusted source on a great podcast. All right. Moving on. We watched some trailers. Which trailers did you guys watch? Wait, do we all pick different ones? Which trailers did you guys watch? I watched the old trailer for Good Burger. <laughs> I watched. I actually watched Good Burger on Wednesday this week. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah, it was did. great. Trailer. Uh, so we watched trailer the. Time. Having some fun with the trailer time. Pulling into the station. Having some fun. Me and Brad having more than fun. Just trailer time. Nice. That was a good good quartet we had there. Hey, welcome to the team. 
Uh, so we uh, we're, let's trailer. Uh, okay. No. Oh well. Yeah, derail let's, the train uh, there. Sorry. So let's start with the tra- with the trailer that is something that is both festive for Christmas and for a little bit for you Halloween. You guys know I love Christmas movies. Yeah. Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. <laughs> yep. There we go. I uh, know. Violent Night. This, this trailer. I don't even know how to talk about this. This trailer is so fun. Uh, it, so David Harbor is playing Santa Claus. And he, uh, I love David Harbor. Stumbles so upon a, a Die Hard esque situation where John Leguizamo is this criminal who has taken a family hostage because he wants the three hundred million dollars that is apparently in their private vault. And uh, Santa Claus is the only person who can save him, and it's David Harbor being a badass Santa so Claus. It's, it's bad Santa meets Die Hard meets John Wick. Yeah, with Richie Rich sprinkled in meets. Krampus. Where does the um, Richie Rich come from? The family has so much money in their private vault. I'm not sure Richie Rich is the only movie where there's a rich family featured. Okay. He, okay. And also, the rich family didn't have money in their private vault. A couple things. Real quick. What? A couple <laughs> things about this this trailer. <laughs> have you seen this movie already? No, I've no, seen Richie, Richie Rich. Rich. It's family heirlooms. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's just sorry. full of family heirlooms. Yeah. I want to say this publicly because, again, our listeners need to know, uh, David Harbour is amazing at everything. I can't wait to see this. Um, this was also written by uh, Patrick Casey and Josh Miller, who wrote which I thought was a surprisingly decent movie. Not great, but decent movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I haven't seen so, it. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's okay. I I, I, here, here's where I'll say. Sonic the Hedgehog is one of those movies where you go in, you don't expect anything, and you get something that wasn't bad. Absolutely. And, so and, that's, and what so I, it makes that's what it, I thought about uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I no, actually it, really enjoyed much, that, and I know nothing I think, about... I think Detective Pikachu is better than the first Sonic the Hedgehog. I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is pretty good, though. Oh really? So, like so out, of the, better. out of those three movies, where does each one fall? Then it's it's Pikachu two and one. Similar, two Pikachu one. I did like Pikachu. Yeah, I would say I would say Pikachu. Sonic two and Detective Pikachu are on pretty similar ground, and Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one, is a little bit below. I think right. I think surprisingly, though, again, I'm not saying they're great. Surprisingly, better than you would expect out sure. of a Sonic Hedgehog film, yeah. right? Um, especially after creepy Sonic the Hedgehog got fixed. <laughs> um, and so these guys have done something that I can trust to say, oh, that was. That was yeah. pretty good, actually. So I'm excited about this film. I, I'm going to see it. It just looks like such um, a great mix of, fun. of comedy looks, and like yep. br- brutal action. I also love that David Harbour is actually Santa Claus yep. and not just somebody who like is, has a job as a mall Santa. The fact that he like uses some of his magic. Santa magic and stuff <laughs> is so cool. So I didn't see the trailer until I got over here uh, just before the podcast. Ben turned it on. And my jaw was on the floor the entire time. Yeah. I am <laughs> so excited for this movie. I can't wait to go home and show Taylor this trailer. I'm going to tell everybody about this movie. I cannot wait. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The it, cheesy one-liners, mm-hmm. everything's just And also, just perfect. again, to Nate's point, great casting. Mm-hmm. Like, David Harbour is perfectly cast as yep. this. Yeah. Also, someone pointed out, too, that it's uh, it's not every day you get to see someone who was a diehard uh, nobody henchman be- yeah. become the main villain in like, a diehard go. kind of movie. So, John Leguizamo, nicely done. Okay. Full circle. Yeah. And speaking so, of speaking of Luigi. Yeah. Hey. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. They're both in this movie. The Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got some pastrami for us? Oh, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. He doesn't. Oh. The crazy part is. It's me. I, uh, the dice is Super Mario. Wait, you're doing That's Andrew Dice Clay? Oh. <laughs> it has evolved into that. Or or like, uh, uh, is it Mar- Marcella Hernandez from our SNL podcast? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much sound like Oh, that. man. This, uh, so what th- did you say earlier? <laughs> 
I'm Mario here. I'm, I'm Mario in here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a new animated movie uh, that um, they're making. Uh, Nintendo, <laughs> I, I think, I Nintendo think approved this more than I did. Uh, I, I just here's the thing. I, I, I know I'm supposed to hate it because Twitter hated it. But I don't hate it. No, you're never I, you're never supposed to hate anything just because Twitter hates it. Because Twitter hates I know, a lot of stupid. You shit. hate Martin Scorsese now because Twitter told you. to. That's a good point. I hate Martin Scorsese because he. Uh, Said MCU movies weren't real movies. I uh, know that that's in that article. But he way. didn't really say that they weren't real movies. He just said that they're more. They're like they're not good. They're, they're, like, they're the, candy. They're like theme park rides. Yeah. And he's not entirely wrong. No, he's wrong. I just you know, I, Mar- I, I wish Marvel he wasn't quite like so a... dismissive of them. I understand why he is, but I don't. He's I don't, like an eighty-year-old. He's a ninety-year-old white man that's always been in power. Wow! Oh that's wow! Not, the really audacity! Right. Yeah, you know, the what, what are you joining? Really? Hashtag AOC. Join one, one of those blogs where they like just take down film titans. I just now? don't think that Martin Scorsese is a good filmmaker. Are oh, blogs still a thing? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All yes. right. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opinion here, and I I, I might not. People might not like this. Uh, I don't think we heard enough of Chris Pratt for people to freaking. Nope, I use. did. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm good. <laughs> he got a line out, and he got yeah, a line out. And did it, and did I, it sound and anything? It wasn't good. Did it sound anything like Super Mario from the video games? I don't care. You should I care. Don't care because there's a voice actor no, right there who care. has voiced Super Mario for years. I don't and care. And sounds like the character should. And guess what? You know He's what? even What's, in this movie. Is, I, I I don't care. as Mario for the important parts. <laughs> But yeah, so he's it's it's ridiculous. He, no, there's, I don't care. I don't care. It's it's a new You don't care voice. that they got Chris Pratt to just do his normal fucking Chris Pratt voice, but just with a little bit of oh, I'm having Brooklyn pizza. You got one line from Chris Pratt there. And, they and might you hear fix it. it and they it, might it doesn't, they might fix it. You no, don't know. They Here's might the fix is, it. How? Because we saw are, do you not we saw the Sonic trailer the for Hedgehog, they fixed What are they Sonic? gonna fix? We saw the trailer for Fletch and we hated it, and now we like the movie. This so is we, we uh, all I'm saying is I just I, I, I've got, fight. I've got an, uh, uh, I've got only got so much space to care. You know how about Chris Pratt's voice sounds. Yeah, that, no, he did great. Here's in Lego my, movie. here's, here's you, my problem. Do, do you think he did well uh, voicing? Uh, do I think he did well voicing Emmett? himself in the Lego movie yeah, as Emmett? Does yes, fine. this is a different scenario because this is a character that has an established voice and style and personality, and he doesn't sound anything like him. And the bit larger problem is there's so much more about this that it, why it's frustrating is because for the longest time Nintendo didn't make movies out of their video games because Super Mario Brothers the movie the live action one it's was so, so bad. It's, it's amazing. And so now we're getting a Mario Brothers you know movie what? and. This you know this is what? what they're doing. They're they're letting Chris that Pratt voice, that voice guy, Mario. That guy, that live action guy, he really knew how to do the voice, though. That's true. Bob Hoskins was great. No, but yeah. So like, so like, this is like, uh, you know, a, a scenario where like you you have. We talked about this before. Stop getting big name actors to voice characters when they're just gonna do their own fucking. I'll give voice. you that. The, I, there, there's nothing about Chris Pratt I think needs in this film, right? I, I don't think you had to do Chris. So Pratt. Ch- um, off off air, Charlie had a really good point about this, and I would like you to share that. Charlie. Okay, go ahead. So my point when it comes to celebrities voicing animated characters. Never works when it's an established IP. Mario, uh-huh. Detective Pikachu. It yeah. only works when the characters are built for them. Uh, Tom Rick Hanks is Woody, but Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck yeah. Ralph, Buzz and Woody. Like we did, like, you've like, never heard their right? If yeah. you've never heard their voice before, then you will just associate that actor with that voice, and that's fine. Well, that, and, as the, and as the movie's being produced, that char- they can make Lightning McQueen more like Owen Wilson, right. or make Woody more like Tom well, Hanks. You can't do that with with an established idea. People flipped out over Chris Evans, right, becoming the new Buzz Lightyear because that is not Tim Allen, right? That is not Tim Allen. Yeah, and it did Gangbusters, didn't it? But I didn't. I, I just had a hard time caring. I just had a hard time caring. I mean, I, I don't think that's the best example because the premise for the, the movie same, wasn't all that great to begin with. Well, it wasn't like, no, 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 I know, but no, it, it, yeah, I'm just talking about the, the actual. It's a movie about the real the man, Buzz Lightyear, and not the toy. 
Well, why would what and what toy is it not the same as the voice? Actually, if uh, did you grow up in like the eighties and nineties? Most of the toys that talked never I, actually had the voices hey, of the actors in the movies. Uh, first, you know I did. Uh, Second, um, and third, which one are you talking about? And third, Any. I have a Jurassic Park premium pinball machine that they could not get the voices for. <laughs> It's and it's 2022. It's a $10,000 pinball machine on location at my stupid fucking arcade. <laughs> and it's like, Dennis Nedry, where's he at? It's like, who was the Italian guy? Get him to play Mario. I, so do you think, though, uh, I would like to know the statistics for, do you need Chris Pratt? and Do you need Anya Taylor-Joy? Do you need Charlie Day and Jack Black and Keegan-Michael Keegan Keel? Keegan-Michael yes, Keel. Yes. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, I, Keegles. No, no. Everybody, shut up, everybody shut up right now. Nate, say his name one more time. Um, do you need do you need them in a film to get people to go see it? Would a no name voice actor that is big to you, Brad, because you know some voice actors? Yeah, would that do enough to get people to want to go see the film? That's the thing is, I'm not necessarily sure how much research has ever been done into like asking people. Be like, like there's there's no real easy way to find out because you, all these movies already have. The parts cast, so like the actors are in them. We don't have any way of like, figuring out whether or not someone would have gone to see a movie if you know uh, Bart Jardiak was voicing Super Mario. Is that, real, is that a real person? Yeah, Bart Jardiak is a very famous voice actor. No, uh, and <laughs> hey, uh, Bart Jardiak here. Uh, okay, uh, my hey, audition hey, for Mario. Here it comes. Here, here we go. Here we go. All right, uh, let me get a mushroom. Bart, Bart Jardiak here. Uh, for, um, I'm, I apologize. I am coming off of a pretty long ayahuasca. Are you bend. holding the microphone stand like a cigar hey, right now? <laughs> Everyone, don't question my methods, please. This is how I do it as Bart Jadiak. But yeah, we have we have no idea whether or not people are I, actually going to see a Super Mario Bros. movie because like, oh, Chris Pratt's in a fun? I, I, I wasn't going to see Mar Super yeah. Mario Bros. until I saw Chris Pratt was in it, you know? I think Mario's got a bigger you know, name I, power. I agree. But I think there are some voice actors who could put butts in seats, like there, Nancy Cartwright or Billy so West. There or, are, uh, yeah, and you're right, there are some real voice actors that have a big enough name that could do things. The problem tends to be Nowadays, the Angry Birds movie—you see the trailer, and it's the—it's whatever the trailer. But then it, the screen. Oh, they have so many people in this. Well, this must be good. It cuts to black, and it goes, you know, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Bill Hader. Da -da -da, and it just keeps going. And you're like, oh wow, what? Yeah. If if all of these famous people lent their trust and their brand to this movie, the the movie then exactly. must be good, and exactly. that's the problem. Yeah. I think one of the only saving graces is though is like like uh, Brad said, Nintendo's held off on making movies because of. The original Super Mario Brothers movie. What did you guys think about the visuals? I think I that's think, what I'm saying. No, I the animation great. The, the animation movie is looks fantastic. Beautiful. I love that the animation actually has like some texture to it. It doesn't feel like it's just shiny polished computer animation. You know, I, I I like the look of the movie. And that's maybe what pissed me off, Brad, is that uh, everyone was only talking about Chris Pratt, and I thought. There was so much more there, to this trailer. That well, was, well, there is there another so much, there is another critique that they have. There was so much. And I have the same one. There was so much lead up and hype because of it, because especially okay. because there was specifically they it was said in the press release or something. It's like Chris, Pratt, you've never heard Chris Pratt do something like this with his voice before, and it's like, yeah, yeah. you're oh, right. I didn't, I didn't see that. Okay, you, yeah, yeah. You're, also, you're, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. I've never heard him do a really bad Brooklyn don't accent. Don't say that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, never talk something up like <laughs> that. Seriously, right? don't like. Oh my god, I better hear him. When like, I tell people about this podcast, I'm like, it's the worst podcast you've yeah. heard. <laughs> and then when they listen, they're like, it was bad. Ben Conowitz has never done anything like this with his voice before. Yeah. <laughs> the name is Bud Jodiak, and let me tell you one thing: <laughs> it's Bud now. No, but, uh, but, but if Bud I'm being Jodiak. honest too, as much as I like somebody like Jack Black, who has done like yeah, you, good voice work, you weren't impressed with that either. Yeah, right? I don't think he works for Bowser. I I, I think it's interesting because I do think he has 
the right energy that Bowser projects, but for whatever reason, I don't think his voice fits the character. For Jack Black, I would like to hear more of it. I yeah. don't think we heard enough, even though we got more lines from him than we did of Mario. Yeah. I really liked Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. I think that's going to work out really well. Yeah, he's, he's solid. And I'm super but excited. But he's also somebody who, like, does voice work yeah, and he, he like yeah. he, he can do a variety of I think characters. He is a legitimate yeah. voice it's not just Keegan Michael Key as Toad. You sure, know? but I'm also really excited to hear Charlie Day as Luigi. That has me really stoked. We'll see because he's Italian. Well, there's a reason. They, they, they has. I mean, there's a reason why they didn't show him in this trailer. If this well, they, well, they didn't sh- show him. We just didn't hear him. Right. So that's it's kind of like they're saving another ace up their sleeve, in my opinion. Right. Why would you give the farm away with Mario and keep Luigi behind unless Luigi's going to be this? Kind of steal the show, or unless like they just or want, it's really they bad. Want, they don't want to disappoint you twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, but Jody, I one more time, real quick. I just got off from a tour with my band, Jody Arrest. You can catch us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, here for Mario. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, fuck you, Toad guy. I don't know. I've not read the script. What are we doing? This is pretty good. I will listen to Bar Jody X comedy album immediately after this podcast <laughs> is done recording. Brad, did you read a game this time? Fuck <laughs> no. <laughs> Nate? Uh, no, I have not written a game. Uh, but we can. Ben, you were well, supposed, you guys are, to, you you guys were supposed are, to write the game because you. I think you made a very bold declaration invite. last episode. Uh, whoever invites the guest uh, writes the game, and you invited Charlie in the podcast, and there's no fucking game in your lap. I wrote a game. Okay, let's yeah. hear it. It's called uh, Movies to be Buried with Presents. <laughs> Nate Lauks. Oh. All right, so oftentimes when we don't want to play a game or we didn't write a game because we were too lazy... Uh, we ask a question from uh, Films to be Buried with, a podcast that we like, uh, starring Roy Kent. What is Roy Kent? Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. Uh, he is and so now. he's got a podcast, again, Films to be Buried with, where he goes through these questions with guests, usually celebrities, you know, um, and asks them these questions about films that m- meant a lot to them. So here's a question for you um, What film is objectively. The greatest film. This does not mean, this does not have to mean the film that you like the most. This does not have to be the film that, but it is a question. It is what do you think is the objectively the greatest film that you've saw? Not, you can't pick like something like you haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Ben Hur. I'm not going to pick that one. Wow. Uh, objectively. Objectively. Is the greatest. If you had to make, so basically you have to make a case that. It's objectively the yeah, best movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, 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 again, oftentimes uh, The Godfather is brought up, right? Because of the direction, because of the acting. Um, that doesn't mean The Godfather is you, your favorite film, though. Well, that's the thing. Is, like, I don't necessarily know if you can pick one that is like... Because if it's objectively, you know, then it's something that has to feel like it's at least mostly beloved. I think you have to make a case that... Yeah, yeah. 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 What is the movie that you could make the case for the most? Yeah. It's the objectively... Because, you, you know, that that is a very loaded question, obviously, yep. because opinions do matter in film. But if you had to make the it's case yep. for the most objectively perfect movie, what what case could you build the best on? Like, what what's the movie that gives you the most to work with on building the case? I think, for me, it's Citizen Kane. And the reason it is, because it is... It isn't... An, uh, to me... Almost an objectively fantastic, perfect film. The the number of things that Orson Welles did that had never existed previously. Yeah, he did a lot of innovation. It was there. incredible. And then on top of that, it is a compelling story. Thank you. With a twist ending, ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that stuff, right? 
So it checks all those boxes, and that's why I think that that. I think the only reason I wouldn't like go out of my way to pick a movie like Citizen Kane is because it's one of those movies that's not easy for everybody to watch. And I think there's a lot of people who, who, especially average moviegoers, who would watch Citizen Kane and not be able to respect it or like really understand why it was great because it's an older movie and it can be harder for certain people to watch this kind of movie. No, absolutely. You can shit on mine all day long without no, no, coming no, to the It's great. No, but. no. Because I, I, cause I totally agree with, with you with everything you said about Citizen Kane. But like I, I feel like you if you want it to be something that were like objectively the greatest movie, I feel like it has to meet a lot of different parameters. And while that one does check off a lot of boxes, like I'm thinking of something that is like a little bit more universally appealing like uh, back to the future uh, back to the future is my answer so. like back to the because back to the future is you know not only is it beloved entertaining it was a huge hit it is a movie that is constantly referenced by screenwriters and producers as having like a technically perfect screenplay it's it's used as like a lesson for like how to write you know scripts in you know in, in hollywood when they teach her in classes and stuff like that um you know it's 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 funny it has an interesting concept uh, great performances. Sci-fi while still being grounded, yeah, perfectly it's, it's, casted. It honestly has a bit of everything. Comedy, romance, you know, sci-fi, action, all that stuff. And, and, so, and the behind the scenes too, because it's how much that movie had to go through to get made. How yeah. many studios turned it down and how the tenacity of the Bob brothers to make it happen. Yeah. He means Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, yeah. who are the director and writer respectively. So you guys would both pick that was gonna be my answer. I was Ob- waiting for it to come. That, that was the first one that came to mind. Objectively, the greatest <clears throat> film ever made is. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's that, that's such a hard question to answer. No, you know? it's super easy. No, Go I'm ahead. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is hard, right? I mean, what do you, What do you think? But I know, I, but I love that because the idea is uh, that it's a great answer. But it, but then for Brad Oman or Charlie to be like objectively the best movie ever made is back to the future it doesn't come off the tongue right right like no, it, of course. it doesn't feel right it doesn't but and, you're, I, and, you're, and, you're, and, and I know is, people who don't really like back to the yeah. future but your but case you, is solid but I, you, I agree. you make a very solid argument there well, and and and, to, and for the movie to be f- almost 40 years old now mm-hmm. and still hold up and not look like it was made in 1985 for the most part for the most part but you know the special, and they the you know it's trickery. They you know a lot of those special effects were filmed at night, so they mm-hmm. could hide their you know hide their crimes. But it you know it had a lot of CGI back in the day for 1985, and it holds up in 2022. So it has technical aspect. It has story. It has screenplay. It has story. It has heart. What so, do you think, Nate? Do you have uh, any, it, any it, suggestions? It is it, so for me. I feel like I should pick a black and white film. If right? you say Back to the Future, I'm gonna be so <laughs> fucking mad at you. No, I'm gonna tell you, uh, Back to the Future was not even on my short list. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a. I'm telling you before you said it. I didn't even think of that, but it, it's a good film, a uh, great film. Um, and but I, I feel like what makes you think you have to choose a black and white? Film? I don't know. Just I, I'm just, just telling just you because that like it registers just, it as a classic. Like, like like Ben said, it just doesn't feel right to pick a film of the last forty years when you know I feel like you, you've got but, like um, or The Godfather, you've got uh, Lawrence no, of Arabia. Sure. You've but got, by the same token, I feel like it's also unfair to feel like you have to pick I know, an I, older movie because there have been so many innovations that have made movies better since. You're then. not wrong at all. I'm just saying in internally, there's something that seems like I should pick. Because uh, my wife's favorite film, Casablanca, right? Uh, which is, I think, objectively a great film. Yeah, it is. Um, and but so, hey, when's the last time you sat down and you were like, you know, I'm really moved to watch Casablanca tonight, honey? Put it on. Okay, I will say this: I have to watch it once a year because my wife watches it once. a okay, year. Okay, yeah, but I mean, um, I have to watch also, It's a Wonderful Life once a year because it's great and I want to do it. Great. Oh, exactly. I, but I, I also, would, it's I would not almost objectively the best movie ever made. Right. I would. I would actually put It's a Wonderful Life above Casablanca. It is. It is one of my favorite films, and I think one of. Every year I watch it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blown away by just how 
perfect the film is. That's it's, how I feel about Jingle All the Way. Uh, perfectly <laughs> shot. Uh, it's 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 Michael supremely Geese. acted. Um, it's just a great down. film. Um, it is. And so uh, no, no, it, and it's and it's one of those two where it, it has obviously stood the test of time, and you know, not just because this is a classic movie, yep. but but because it it remains relevant to this day. And, and like I said, even just when you watch the cinematography, like, and again, you, 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 <laughs> there's not a lot of. <laughs> Everything now is digital, right? They've got these really beautiful, wonderful tech screens that they can do wonderful shots. And I've I've seen now, you know, again, modern movies, you just can't trust that any of them are filmed outside of a studio now. Because the the technology is so beautiful, right? Well, they didn't have that then, right? I mean, clearly we're shooting a a studio, but like the hard way, right? Mm -hmm. Where you actually have to work the shots out. You have to think through it. There's physics involved. Well, to be fair, that's not to say that when they do use those effects that those things aren't thought out because... Well, and objectively maybe uh, be even harder. Yeah, because you have to have it squared away before you start shooting. I, I just know, again, listening to filmmakers, the difference between, you know... Stuff they had to do thirty to forty years ago, they would argue that today's a lot more forgiving because you can fix. Well, yeah, it in fix post. it in yeah. post, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, and so you could do that then, right? You're gone with the wind. Once you're done, you're done. That's what you got. There's a um, whole team of animators who may argue that point against you, though. Well, but they can just redraw it. Yeah, so easy. No, it's not easy, but it can yeah. be done. Let's just go ahead. Movies go ahead. can be reshot. Well, yeah, you, you but you, they're not, you're not going to go back and reshoot the entirety of a movie of back the Wizard then of Oz, for a billion right? dollars uh, nowadays. But with um, with the animation, th- that one scene that didn't go right, it's two million dollars under the budget. They'll do it. They went back and fixed Sonic's eyes because we all complained about it and redid a whole movie. Well, not just and, his and, eyes, but his entire face. Sure, yeah. And they did it in like three months. Yeah. But it, that it, was. But if you listen to the VFX artists who had to do that, it was I know. a fucking nightmare. I know, I know, I know. But they could do it, like like Ben said, they could do it though. They wouldn't be able to do that to reshoot Gone with the Wind, you know. Um, Back in the day, you would have to literally make the movie twice, right? Well, it depends on what you're reshooting, because like there are reshoots on live action movies of that course. don't have visual effects all the time, you know. And so like it just depends. There there are almost always reshoots on a on a movie. I I, I pulled up the American Film Institute's uh, list of 100 greatest films ever again. Um, to kind of go with objective. So you cheated this too? No, 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 no. Because I actually don't agree with them. Um, <laughs> but just to kind of give you some conversation pieces here. Um, so for them, the top ten would be Citizen Kane. Uh, are you guys Citizen Kane fans? Yeah, I love I mean, Citizen Kane. Yeah, that was your that pick, was right? that, that was, was literally that was what I, I know. Bench choice. I didn't know if the rest of you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Have you seen Citizen Kane, Charlie? No. The Godfather is number three. Yeah. Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia, The Wizard of Oz, The Graduate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Would you include that in your top ten? You think? Lovely graduate. I don't know if I'd put it in my personal top ten, but uh, but objectively a very, 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 very good movie. Yes. Yes. On the waterfront. Haven't sure. seen it. I've not seen that. Um, Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Singing in the Rain. Great, great musical. Um, is it a great film? Yeah, absolutely. It's a Wonderful Life would be number eleven for them. Sunset Boulevard. I've never seen Sunset. Billy Boulevard. Wilder. Yeah, I, I watched it in, in college, mm-hmm. and it is a very good movie. Yes. The bridge of the uh, bridge, the the, bridge uh, on the water, river Kwai. Kwai. Some like it hot, and then fifteen controversial. Star Wars. How is that controversial? Uh, I, I don't think Star Wars is great, but it's but it's it's great for. Uh, I don't know. That it's objectively the best. Movie. I, I I I will say the, this. Here's the thing. All these other films I watch today and still feel it's great. <laughs> when I watch Star Wars, I actually have to consciously forgive them. For I think Star Wars them. comes with extra baggage, where like you, the you tech feel, stuff is just so it, hard. It has a lot more pressure, but like, but there's so much tech stuff in Star Wars that is still great. And the thing you have to remember about Star Wars is, 
it was one of the first sci-fi movies of its kind to have action and uh, visual effects and production design that felt realistic. They didn't have cheesy like ships floating in space on strings and stuff like that. There was a lot of technical innovation on this movie from uh, George Lucas basically creating industrial light and magic out of nothing with yeah. the right team of people and delivering this story that was a big sci-fi adventure that felt bigger than any movie of its kind in, until it came out. Like sure. sci- sci-fi didn't look like Star Star Wars until Star Wars came along. So you know, on that it list, changed the industry. Yeah, it was it changed that so many to, things. To, to add to that, like Jaws, right? Objectively, the big the the first blockbuster, mm-hmm. Terminator Two. That's number forty eight, by the way, on their list. Jaws, is. Terminator Two, the best sequel ever made, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Aliens, but Empire Strikes Back. Strikes Back. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, but Alien, right? Objectively, a perfect horror. The Thing, mm-hmm. the, the the 80s one. Yeah, John Carpenter. Ob- objectively, a very, like, 10 out of 10 horror movie. So there are objectively these great movies. Because it's in the genre of horror, though, does that, you know, Alien or The Thing would never be, like, yeah. I think that, I feel the, like they the already... Thing is objectively but, the best movie ever this, made, right? Again, yeah, AFI would put, I think in their top 40 anyway, they put E.T., which is again um, great horror movie. <laughs> no, no, but, but certainly a sci-fi type of film. Sure. Right? Um, uh, so again, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think Star Wars is hard for me also because while the acting is fine, I don't think anybody knocks it out of the park. In, no, but in it's Star also Wars. meant. To, it's also a movie though where like it was always like created to act. Uh, and like imitate serials that had a little bit of cheese to them, you know. Okay. Even though I think that the acting is terrible in the prequels, I do think that there is a part of it that is intentional. I just don't necessarily like it very much because it's weird to see actors like Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman acting essentially what you would say is poorly. But it does fit in the style of acting that they do in the original Star Wars movies. You know, they're not they're not Oscar caliber performances. They're kind of they're, they're a bit cheesy because they're emulating these serials that George Lucas saw when he was you know a kid in, in theaters. You know, it's supposed to feel feel like that, like a a little bit of artificiality it's to purposefully it. Purposefully bad. I can't say that. <laughs> it is interesting though when you see this this film. For instance, some of the films we've brought up all really almost all the films. Um, uh, the AFI list, these kind of things. A lot of the films, most are 1970, 75 or earlier. Is that just kind of nostalgia speaking for through this, do you think? I don't think it's um, nostalgia. I think or it's, were we better at making films back then? I think it's respect. I think it's there I think a lot of people when they make lists like this, especially that are supposed to be all time, they don't want to feel like they're ignoring the movies that laid the groundwork for you know what would become influential movies later and movies that people revere today. You you want to pay respect and acknowledge being like, oh yes, this is why The Wizard of Oz was great. This is this is why the uh you know It's Wonderful Life is great. Why Sunset Boulevard is great because they they came before and like set the groundwork for like all these other movies that would then kind of reinvent those kinds of movies, take different approaches, do do more inventive things, and build upon what came before so it. So it's partly the innovation as well, then, of the film that brought or defined so a genre like I'll Star give Wars. You, yeah. I'll give you a little uh, tangential uh, uh, analogy here. The NBA came out with their top 50 players for the first 50 years of the league. And then they came out with their top 75 players for the first 75 years of the league, which just happened last year. 
So in 25 years from when I was a kid watching the NBA and there was a top 50 and Michael Jordan was number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird, on all these guys, right? Manute Bull. Every, everybody's in that list. So then you are tasked as the NBA with coming up with the top 75. Now, in the last 25 years, some would posit that about 100 players were better than the first 50. Oh, of course. But how many of those 50 are you going to delete? And the answer for them in the NBA was like seven. So out yeah. of those 50 players... Seven of them are no longer even on the 75 list. And that means that only, you know, I mean, a lot of them, the people that came in the last 25 years didn't get their day in court. Maybe in 100 years when we look back at the history and there's a a longevity factor there. But people would have conversations about that and say, I think that's the tough thing, too. That happens with films, too, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And because, like, it's the idea of, like, you, it's tough to say, you know, a movie that came out in the past 10 years deserves to be listed among some of the greatest films of all time because it's so young and, like, hasn't stood the test of time yet, you know? Um, you you have to figure out, you know, how much how much time has to pass before, like, you acknowledge that, like, okay, a movie like The Social Network, uh, which I would say was one of the best movies of the decade, it's my favorite movie of the decade, deserves to be called one of the greatest movies of all time. So then where, like, Schindler's List now has been out for long enough where it's like, well, holy shit, that's going to stand the test. Of- Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Those are two incredible films that have come out in the last 30 years. Yeah. Where do they then rank in the AFI? Like, where is Schindler's List on the AFI? Is it uh, top 10? It was, uh, was it nine. top 10? Okay. It was nine. So, so there are these movies that do penetrate that but, but let, me, it, they let me look through there and, and, and I'll pull yeah. up because again this is I think a good point you make uh, some of the films that are in the let's say since we've been born, sure okay uh, 98 and, um, and this is in the, in the in the top 100 yes correct gotcha uh, Unforgiven is number 98 that came out in 1992 mm-hmm. love um, Pulp Fiction is 95 sure uh, yeah. came out in 90 uh, came out in 95 or 94 94 um, Goodfellas 94 um uh, going up, that young and up and coming filmmaker Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's any good. I mean, the, <laughs> uh, Rocky would be seventy eight. It's right before us, but again, um, Dances with Wolves number seventy five. See, I would need to rewatch that. I my mom made me watch it when it came out when I was like ten, <laughs> and I was like, "Why am I watching this?" I watched it in school. There were no wolves. Uh, Forrest yes, Gump. There are. See, I don't even remember <laughs> Forrest Gump uh, seventy one. Do you like Forrest Gump better than Pulp Fiction? Forrest Gump would be overrated on this list. I, yeah. In my opinion, I, I love will, Forrest Gump. I will always, I will always love Forrest got a, Gump. Got a soft spot for it, but yeah, I think Pulp Fiction is a better movie. Um, Should have won the Oscar that year. Yeah, I would say so. The Science of the Lambs is number sixty-five. Mm-hmm. I have no um, problem with that. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is sixty. Raiders Could be Lost lower. Uh, Shut up. No, I'm I'm being honest. Like it should be lower. Like, you like, mean, you like mean higher on the list. Like what? What? Like where, lower where number would you put it? Should be a lower number. Oh, okay. So yes, okay. higher on the list. I apologize, Brian. And other than that, I'm looking through a lot of uh, Apocalypse Now is a 1979 film. Uh, uh, E.T. is number 25. Uh, Raging Bull, 24. So is there anything from the last decade on the list at all? No, but let me see when this film, when this list was made, though, because it may have been. (laughs) The list was made in 1999, which (laughs) makes it tough. So so funny, it was made in 1998. (laughs) <laughs> was it really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they do. They've they've, wait, wait, upda- they've wait, updated it since then. They have, and I'm I just found the link to that. Uh, let me see if there's anything. Oh, so in this the... entire conversation is predicated on an old list. Yeah, uh, what's <laughs> Green Book is number one. Now. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So here's here's interesting. Uh, Ninety five on the new list. Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You put that, you, you, I'm, you, you I'm put totally that fine with that. Of course I am. 
Jurassic Park better be on there. Eighty nine, The Sixth Sense. I mean, it's a well, yeah, it's a great film, but I don't know that it's like objectively. Did it not define a little bit of a genre though? Sure, but I don't know that it's. Like, I mean, in the top hundred of all yeah. time, I just don't get that. I disagree with that. Uh, Seventy four. I don't think this was in the first one. The Silence of the Lambs. It was. It was, yeah. okay. was seventy five then. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so it got better. Seventy two. The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that came out in ninety four. They did not include it on the ninety eight list, obviously, because it was probably still new. Four years old. Damn. Um, and now they've included it. Okay, just find Jurassic Park for me, and we can be done with this whole conversation. Where is Jurassic Park on this list? Is it not on it? See, that's upsetting. Jurassic Park should be on the list. It instead absolutely should be of the movie we just said. Six. Would you say instead of Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. no. But I would say instead of Forrest Gump. Or The Sixth Sense. Or The Sixth Sense. Where's Back to the Future on that list? Ooh. I swear to God. <laughs> and this is the <laughs> AFI, <laughs> the American Film Institute, yeah. that has their heads so far up their asses. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, you know, it did not make the list. But you know it did at number 50, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I'm okay with that. No, that's fine. I would prefer that no, we. I, I would prefer I, I, that we recognize the Lord of the Rings as a trilogy, basically just being one movie, because I feel like that's but, what it should be. But and I want my reaction to be like, "That's fine," meaning like that's not surprising. It should be on that yeah. list, but so should fucking Back to the Future <laughs> and Jurassic Park. That's insane to me. Yeah, AFI can be a little weird. I I think the one I I, I typically like to see what Rolling Stone does, even though they can be way oh, off wow. base from time yeah. to time. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I don't know. There's sometimes the curated lists on Amazon, IMDb aren't bad either. Yeah, that's the, probably more subjective, but yeah. I I do agree with some of them. I've gone through yeah. the, down the rabbit hole and been like, yeah, this list speaks to me. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. I would love to listen to or hear from any of our listeners. What do you guys think is the objectively for you the greatest? Yeah, call in right now. Do we have our five, first caller. <laughs> also, no, real quick, let us know uh, in the comments before we end. Two up four here. two four. <laughs> do you, do you think that it is maybe if you if you had ten genres of film to pick from? I do, and, and you can do that right we can break like it's not just drama comedy horror and action right there are yeah, enough yeah. enough yeah, to do 10. sci-fi so do you think it's comedy. more important to act to last uh sorry is it more important to list the top 10 movies of 10 genres or a 100 best overall well i don't know if it's a matter of importance you know it's when you're doing genres, like it's easier because you have less to choose from, you know. So obviously, doing all time is always going to be more difficult. And so, because all that's going to do is make the top ten dramatic movies the hardest thing to pick, because a lot of the Oscar winners are just dramas, and those are some of the best movies ever made, but they're all dramas. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I like don't is know. the Graduate a comedy? I I think a lot of people would say it's a comedy, right? So that you get into those nuanced takes of like, what's a horror film? What's a comedy? Yeah, you know that's fair. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, there you go. Back to the Future is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> we solved right, and it. You know what? Number two, Citizen Kane. Yeah, we we figured it out. Number guys. three, Nate Lauk said Titanic, which was surprising, uh, but I do appreciate you, buddy. I, I was not. Gonna, I wasn't going to bring that up. Wait, what was your movie? What, what did list. you say? Uh, I would say Casablanca or It's a Wonderful Life. It's, it's a, a Wonderful Life, life probably. So or, which one? Because you have to, have to say one. I'll, I'll go with It's a Wonderful Life only because I enjoy it more than Casablanca. Though I think you can maybe make the argument that Casablanca is a better film. But well, I that's not it. objective. You want to? <laughs> I know, but you can maybe make the argument <laughs> that I don't want to sleep on the couch yeah. and my wife loves Casablanca yeah. more yeah. than. Okay, no, that's fair. Guys, thanks for uh, Charlie, dude. Hey, you. thank you so much for being here. Thanks for finally having me on. Uh, uh, well, for like the fifteenth time. <laughs> 
Uh, but in this new iteration of the yeah. podcast, what do you think? What do you think about the format? What do you I think about the new the, microphones? What do you I think love about the editing? room. I love the setup. I, I You guys are going big time, and I like it. We're trying. We're trying. Brad, you got anything to say? Everybody about has it? a color-coded mic cable. <laughs> color-coded <laughs> mic cables. Uh, no, you know, just if you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. Please give us uh, some five-star ratings. Tell people about the show. Ask your friends to listen to it. Ask your parents to listen to it, maybe. Give them, you know, some su- a surprise and download some podcasts on their phone they don't know about and, you know, try and play it for them. Sneak it in and up on them. I uh, like this new ABC show. Go flix yourself. It's only audio. It's very strange. Very nice. Now, if you're talking to your friends, uh, C- uh, old, your parents, CBS. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yep. Following NCIS or Blue Bloods, <laughs> well, go flix yourself. Some of our parents are Fox, but you know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Mario. That's a Mario. <laughs> All I'm right, Bert, whatever my last name was. Hey, Jardiac. Bart Jardiac. <laughs> signing off. Thanks for listening, guys, uh, and just, uh, you know, enjoy movies. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?